Welcome to the Creole Collective Podcast, where we create together with Jesus. We're so happy that you can join the two of us. I always say the illustrious, but I'm not going to use any adjectives. We're just Jeff and Mike. I think for the next episode, you should use an overabundance of adjectives to make up for not using it. <laughs> the Vestuvius. Um, what other? No, no, don't, don't do it now. Don't do it now. Save okay. It next next episode. Okay. I'll save it. I'll save it. Save my thunder. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I'm going to have to get out my thesaurus and just go crazy. We'll, um, we'll Mike, call, how we'll are you? It, we'll call it the thesaurus episode. So we'll call Here it. We my um, dinosaurus thesaurus. Mike, uh, tell me what you're up to these days in the winter time. Yeah, man. Our listeners, um, our listeners are desperate to know. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're good, man. We're we're coming off the holidays and hearing uh, lots of people creating some community. I got off a call with the Safe Families crew this morning and hearing about uh, what's happening under the street um, or under the bridge in uh, Mulberry Bridge in in the city. There's a a huge homeless population there um, living in tents, 70 people living there in tents under the bridge and they don't want food. Mm. They They don't want food. They don't want clothing. They just want money to buy drugs. Mm. And so it's a really desperate situation, man. It's on my heart pretty heavy hearing about that. That typically you go down there and they really they want they want food, they want clothes. But but mm. there's a there's a massive drug epidemic and it breaks my heart thinking about how many people are enslaved to addiction and how necessary it is to be developing and supporting recovery communities and trying to figure out it's not just in the city under the bridge, but it's real in suburbia too, man. And, Mm -hmm. and in the country, we gotta, we gotta provide hope for people in active addiction for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't, weren't you and I just talking about a minute ago before we started recording that, um, you know, everyone, especially for the holidays, people just a lot of times just are struggling, right? And they need someone to talk to. Even people that are listening, part of our Creo Collective, um, need people just to listen to them. You guys feel sometimes probably a little outcast, these creative types that are out there on the highways and the byways, just creating things and feeling kind of lonely. And we all need people to listen to us, whether we're addicted to something or not addicted to something. But especially in the cases of severe addiction. Um, there's so much need. Um, but uh, I'm glad we were part of a collective that actually cares about people, no matter what the stage. Yeah, and it's, a, you know, I think it's a good episode for it, Jeff, because I think that we all have various um, addictions that we're enslaved to, whether it be drugs, alcohol, um, Netflix, chocolate, um, whatever it is. Way we, too close yeah. to home, bro. Way too close to home with the chocolate. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a, it's <laughs> a thing. I think if we want to, if we really want to help people on this stuff, you gotta, 
you got to lose the judgmental spirit because people aren't yeah. going to open up about this stuff unless they realize that that the scoreboard is unplugged and that we come offering freedom and grace yeah. not um you know judgment and you better get your crap in order and make it better this week right um and that's the that's so, yeah. the game that's the name of the game in our culture right it's like if we're on social media all day comparing ourselves against each other wondering if why does that person have that i need that we're always we're always judging each other according to different standards or the way we think it should be right oh yeah for sure man and i i think unless people sense that we're for them and not not just because we're acting like we're for them so we can help but because we realize that we are them with whatever struggles issues challenges that we have that we're the same i mean we got issues ourselves we can't help people unless they sense like this person can relate to me and they understand yeah. what i'm going through isn't that a big part of the idea of the incarnation is we have a god that can sympathize with us in every way who was tempted as we are who gets us and understands us and so the act of non-judgment as we walk with people through a variety of issues my son um is talking about a group of his friends at school jeff that um he scooted down from the lunch table and he's been sitting by himself the last couple of days mm. and as a dad man that breaks my heart yeah because i i love my kid but he's telling me why and it's because these boys that he's been hanging out with are making sexual references the whole time they're like touching each other's mm -hmm. legs there's like uncomfortable conversation and behavior and like crude joking going on that he's just uncomfortable with the flavor of the conversation and it and it goes back to the fact that you know three of the kids sitting next to him 10 years old are addicted to porn right yep so we we got these holes people are trying to fill whether it's through drugs or pornography or you know alcohol or whatever it is that people need hope in jesus and they're not going to find it if they sense that we're wagging our fingers at them right and the unconditional love that is only found in jesus um my wife and i are watching a documentary about i think it's called generation wealth or something like that but shout out to the documentary <laughs> but um talking about the porn industry a little bit too and other industries that are created to separate us from them kind of create a false us versus them narrative like here's them they have all this and they're beautiful and here's you you don't yet so even even the porn industry that the behind all that sex and you know the physical stuff is this false dichotomy of judging each other against each other I, i'm not that beautiful i'm not that sexy you know i need that or if i connect to this then then um I'm part of that crowd and and Jesus obviously does something different right he's he comes in and he like tells stories about the good Samaritan who at the time people hated talking about Samaritans and um he just like broke down all these like barriers to include people together and to bring people together 
um, through his grace. And I just, I love how Jesus just cuts right through all that BS. Yeah. Yeah. I just had breakfast yesterday morning with a guy who's starting a, a porn recovery ministry and he was an addict for over a decade and sharing some of his own story. I think what is making him effective and what he's doing is the fact that he can relate to the, to the struggle and loves the people and they don't sense that he's above them. And for him to be able to help them connect the dots to the number of people that are in that industry because of human trafficking and people are just not aware of some of what's behind the the brokenness and yeah. the pain and um so yeah man it's it's a hurting world that needs to be not given the finger but given a hug yeah and embraced yeah. and shown even it, even the um the the woman you know whatever caught in adultery caught in sin whatever the the text is there i don't have it in front of me but sexual sin jesus is pretty good about loving the person that was either accused or caught up in sex. Even the woman at the well had several husbands. I mean, he just looked right into people's souls and cared for them, loved them, and gave them what they truly needed, um, which is his, you know, living, living water, his, his mercy, his grace. So it's pretty amazing when you go back. So, so for our list, for our listeners, um, wondering where we're going today with this, we've already kind of jumped in, but Mike, we've been doing these one another's right? I think there's yeah, over 40, 50 of these guys slowly going through each one. Today we're in Romans 14, and I'll just read it here quick um, because I think it's it's just good to kind of have our bearings straight here a little bit. But he's responding. You mentioned drugs, alcohol, um, some of the issues, some of the gray issues of conscience, freedom, conscience, um, drinking, observing days, which days are more holy than others, that's what was going on in Romans 14 here. Um, so can we eat all things? Can we drink all things? What's going on? Paul says in Romans 14, verse 13, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put any stumbling blocks or hindrances in the way of a brother. So, and you can obviously get the context. Our our podcast, Mike, we can't dive too deep in the context. But, Mike, how would you take a stab at what is Paul's heart here for not passing judgment on one another? What's he getting at? Yeah, I mean, I think that what's behind it, Jeff, is that we recognize that we we are the the person that we pass judgment on. And I think that's made clear in another text that says, when you pass judgment, you condemn yourself because you practice the yes. same things. And so the, the idea being that we all have to acknowledge that we've got areas where we're potentially vulnerable. <laughs> we all yeah. do, right? right? So some people, you don't know, talk about my people, chocolate addiction again, though. That's, that's it, man. It's it runs the, deep. It runs deep. It's the peanut butter blossoms is what it is, man. That's, Reese's. That's what, that's Reese's. what does it for me. Yeah. Um, I think, 
I think that uh, if you have a couple, for example, Jeff, that one is a spender and one is a is not a spender, maybe the person who their their struggle is to put a bunch of random crap in the Amazon cart and spend money they don't yeah. have. They shouldn't have access to to the to the Amazon cart or to credit cards. Maybe yeah. their spouse should be running that because that's a real temptation for them to blow money they don't have. And maybe for another person, the the challenge is like their struggle and addiction is um, is with Netflix, and they just need to get rid of it because they yeah. spend countless hours every night mm-hmm. just not connecting with their kids or their spouse watching shows that they're addicted to yeah bro i gotta i gotta tell you a quick story about the amazon thing i'm so guilty about this i uh it was like one late night it was like 12 a.m i was on my couch i got out my amazon prime app and i'm like what are the top selling things right now on this category or whatever i saw like a bunch of stickers and water bottles and all you know, like light, you know, string lights and all these random, just all the crap you don't need, right? And so I just bought a bunch of stickers for my kids and a bunch of string lights for their beds. And they're like, Dad, did you have like a late night Amazon bender? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty. But they have amazing stickers on their water bottles now. And you're like, yeah, maybe I did. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Do not pass judgment on your father. <laughs> you, you've got your own issues. You want me to start naming them? I'll write them in the sand. You won't shut up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, I got a question for you. What is, so a lot of people use this to kind of like, you know, don't put, you know, if you drink a beer, if you drink two beers, you know, that whole old argument, you know, like don't, you know, if you have someone that's a drunk, obviously don't drink in front of them. But uh, a lot of times it doesn't get talked about what the um, the person's response is to the person, like you're in a mixed setting and the person has the beer, but if you're the one that abstains because of your conscience, then that's fine. People, sometimes it doesn't get talked a lot about where that person can't give out judgment to the person that does drink. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that response, that back and forth responsibility a little bit. Um, do, do we, do we, are we practicing those things well enough, do you think, when we when it comes to this passage? Yeah, you know, Jeff, there are so many, so many different areas. You mentioned the drinking one, but another one is uh, you know, Halloween. You know, so I was in one of our microchurches and two-thirds of the of the people in that microchurch are not Christians. And they brought up the topic with me when we're hanging out, like, do you celebrate Halloween? like we walk our neighborhood we hand out massive candy bars we our kids dress up and walk with other neighbor kids and it's a really great way for us to connect with the people that we live around and immediately some of the some of the people in the group are like see see it's cool we can do this the (laughs) the person that was leading their community did not observe Halloween and saw it as demonic and satanic and not cool and right. whatever. But they they can't judge the fact that, you know, walking my neighborhood and connecting with people that wouldn't ordinarily mm-hmm. have time or space to yeah. walk with us and have conversations as our kids play together 
is something that God was actually using for us Absolutely. to bond with the people that we were walking with. So the person that's abstaining from Halloween shouldn't judge the people of God that use a day where everybody literally comes to your front door mm -hmm. as an opportunity for connection. It's not, not necessarily bad. So you can't, in the same way that I find, you know, cracking a beer open with a couple friends is actually a way that people relax and open up and relate and feel comfortable and safe and like they're not judged. And so for most people, it creates an opportunity for relationship and connection. So you shouldn't right. judge me if if that's a problem for you yeah. or, or a conviction for you. But I also shouldn't judge you that you're abstaining or pressure you to to be a part of it. It's the right. it's the it's the freedom that we yeah. have, man. Yeah, what, like for one person, drink it. For exactly for another person, don't drink it. But we need. You were just to saying. Walk. Yeah, you, go ahead. Yeah, you were just saying a minute ago about the connection it provides, and just looking at that Romans passage, I did, did a little digging. If you click on the Greek and that word judgment, it, it's a it's called it's a word called krinos. And um, back when Homer, you know, in the in the Iliad, when that was written way back in the day. It actually meant about it was, the original meaning of that word was um, separating, like the grain from the chaff. I think I think Homer does that in the Iliad, separating. Um, so this this kind of what judging does it separates. You know, it it creates this. I think we said it earlier about pornography too. It creates this us versus them mentality or this comparison mentality. Like you're in you're in the crowd that I'm a part of, but this person is out of my crowd. You know, there's so there's there's this um, culture. I just wrote down culture of separation where we're trying to build a culture of honor and togetherness, um, hearing each other's stories, you know, loving each other. Um, so, so sometimes when we, when we judge, or even when we put things in front of our brothers and sisters to make them stumble, we unknowingly cause this separation to happen. Because if we make them stumble, they're not going to want to be a part of our crew, right? I mean, they're they're going to be like, that person hurt me. And so I, I don't, I can't trust them. Um, and so it's it's on us to to uh, honor those folks that do abstain from whatever the thing is, so that there's not this culture of separation. What what do you think about that whole idea of this this yeah this us versus them? What judgment really does separating people? Yeah, for sure. I think I think rather than judging and and keeping score, we've we have to. And I'm going to beat this drum for the next. 30 years of my life, like we have to create cultures of confession where when we come together, you, yeah. you know, you're not pointing at other people. You should be doing this. You're not doing this. You ought to be doing this. Um, we've got to create a culture of where am I not like Jesus? And we're all collectively sharing, understanding that none of us look like perfect representations. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. of christ in the world so it's humility man we're going to be bonded by our humility yes so so the the opposite we we kind of play this game every one of these one another podcasts we do for our listeners they they kind of know but um we kind of talk about the opposite of what this um one another would be and then in this case it's judging one another um or you know not judging but how would you put it another way just not 
how would you define not judging? Um, you said creating a culture of confession, even, even before you get to the place where you're confessing together, what's, what's the first couple steps of not judging? That's a, that's a great question. I think maybe the opposite of judgment is self-awareness. Okay. Yeah. What do you, what do you, I I think when someone is judging someone else, they're not aware of their own brokenness and sin. They're, they're pointing out the splinter in another person's eye, but they don't see the tree trunk in their own. It's uh, it's time for us to, to do some introspection look at our own lives and go, do I eat like Jesus? Do I neighbor like Jesus? Do I respond to enemies like Jesus? Do I love my children like Jesus? Like, am am I dealing with money the way that Jesus would deal with money? Right. Am I giving people freedom the way that Jesus would give freedom? Do I have control issues? You're like asking all the questions when you take inventory of your life. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you realize that Maybe I look 14% like Jesus and maybe <laughs> I shouldn't be wagging my finger at someone else because I'm, right. I got hey, issues I'll, myself. I'll take, I'll take the 14% any day of the week. <laughs> it's, it's progression from the 12%. Exactly. Ago, right? Mike, I wrote down instead of a culture of separation, I wrote down a culture where people make it easy to connect with each other. Um, so even at my workplace where I'm a chaplain at, it's, it's like these people eat there, those people eat there, the engineers stick together, the tech guys stick together, the IT guys stick together, and people rarely connect together. And so my passion always until the day I die is to help different groups of people connect and intersect and actually give a damn about each other. <laughs> and so um, I love like just creating a culture to make it easy for people to connect. What do you, what do you think about that? Is that off base? Where am I at there with that one? Yeah, I mean, I think they're hand in hand. I'm I'm not going to connect with you if I sense that you feel like you're superior to me. And so uh, self-awareness in a, a culture of, you know, just confession and humility actually causes people to feel like I belong mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I belong here. I don't have to pretend here. I don't have to pre- impress anyone. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I found like, if you can have someone in a car ride with you, this is kind of a weird random thought to kind of end the podcast, but if you can get in the car with someone and like go somewhere and have like some kind of like personal time where you're talking and just like being two human beings in front of each other, whether it's, whether it's a car ride or, or lunch, but something about like being in the same place together in a little more intimate space, like a car ride or a lunch, something like that. It's like, you just start connecting the dots and yeah, we might be different. We might have different convictions about all kinds of things, but, but I think, I think we have to look for ways. What's the easy ways to connect with people. Yeah, man. Cause I, you know, you use the car analogy. I'd say, you know, my car probably has Chick-fil-A wrappers on the floor, you know, Mikey's jacket laying in the back seat a pair of gloves smushed in between the door and the seat, you know, just messy, imperfect. I think part of this journey is what does it look like to share our lives in a way that people show up 
and we didn't yeah. pre deep clean the house before they got there. Yep. And and you see what people are actually like, not the facade that they put on on the outside to pretend that they're much cleaner and more organized and more impressive than they really are. Yeah. And I think our culture is longing for friends that can show that side of themselves. Absolutely. I think we need that, man. Yep. Desperately need to show yeah. each other our Chick-fil-A wrappers. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, and in our homes, in our cities, in our schools, in our workplaces, I mean, where can we make it easy for people to connect and how can we be a part of those things? Even though we might not prefer, you know, to do all this stuff, like looking for those opportunities. Hey, Mike, real quick, before we wrap things up, how can people connect with Creo? What's the best way? Well, you know, our dance is that you ask me and then I tell you to tell him. <laughs> so go ahead, tell him. I tried to get it on you this time though, bro. Come on, man. you make me do all the work here. Okay, I'll do it because I love you. I want to connect with you. <laughs> so, um, Creo, so if you're listening, we just, by the way, it's the new year. We want to like ask you guys and gals, what do you need from us? How do we come alongside you in this new year? So please reach out to us, ask us questions, correct. Maybe I got my Iliad reference wrong. You can email a correction or something. <laughs> but uh, connect with us, ask us questions. How can we serve you? What can we put on the podcast? What do you want to hear? What would help you grow? What would help you create? in your context. Uh, but our website to connect with us is creocollective.org backslash create. And there's a lot of ways to meet us, get connected, get involved, contribute. Um, we need your voice. We're a collective. We need your voice, right, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah, it's more fun, honestly. And ideas spark ideas and creativity just creates movement. So we need people. We, we don't want you to just sit and receive from us. We actually believe that we're going to bond more with you if we're side by side building things together. So by all means, accept, learn and take the stuff that we're passing on to you. But we also want to learn from you and build alongside of you, too. Yeah, well said. CreoCollective.org backslash create. Have a great start of your new year, everyone. We love you. We'll see you next time. Peace.